0: Mogwai Poet added Jenny she slash her to the group. Postgoodism. Contact. Jenny she slash her. Is the reason. Is the moment. That everything happens. Postgoodism. 3, 2, 1. Okay, I believe we have negotiated a protocol. Mogwai Poet. Is that the cartoon with the pinball hitting all the numbers? Jenny she slash her. Close. I'd give you a 34.58 in Samantle. Post-goodism. Okay, so are we typing a podcast or what? Mogwai poet. I can just text to speech this chat log. Jenny she slash her. That sounds way easier than talking. I'm in. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm very happy to have a non-ambiguous poem. It's just like it Here's a poem that could have been said in two sentences of regular
1: prose.
2: (laughs) This poem could have been an email. (laughs) I'm Court. I'm Jenny.
1: And I'm
0: Jim, and this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you can hear topics discussed. Court, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you have anything to plug? Uh,
1: Yeah, I am Court. Uh, I write code... Uh, for a game engine and i would like to plug uh the the ost jam it is a game jam run by a friend of mine uh hi ben uh the the general format is that a bunch of musicians produce original songs uh in like two hours i think from start to finish and then developers have a relatively decadent three weeks to to go make games based on and featuring that music it is friendly and not competitive and low stress and all things that I, i very much appreciate so uh OST Jam number six will probably be wrapping up or wrapped up by the time this episode is released. So go check out the results of that on itch. I'm sure it'll be awesome. And, and that there will probably be an OST Jam seven in another month or two.
0: Wow. They've been doing these one a month. That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, thereabouts. And people keep doing it. So I guess it's working. They do. Yeah. yeah. Great. That's fantastic. Neat. I'm, I'm used to like, like Molly Jam happened twice like... and that was enough. Apparently.
2: all right how many how many distinct ideas were there there was like that bear oxygen
0: one that was fun though like i got to have a rival like there there was another person in the same room making another oxygen bear game and who doesn't want a (laughs) nemesis
2: right oh man imagine if every time you were in a room there was someone else in that room doing the same thing that you were doing
0: oh my god that sounds like a nightmare you guys played journey right
2: yeah sure
0: that was basically the theme of Journey, was that like, you know, you're, you think you're playing this game by yourself, oh, suddenly someone's in the room watching you play,
1: Yeah. and, and it was really off-putting. There they are getting impatient with me. Yeah.
2: Yep. I turned off the multiplayer, I was like, no, no. <laughs> I
1: didn't know you could do that.
2: I might have just shut down the Wi-Fi in the house.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can just connect your console.
0: That's smart, that's a good idea the the third molly jam that never happened the, i talked to one of the organizers and he said the plan was for both peter molyneux and molydew to both put ideas in the bucket <laughs> I, I didn't i don't think they called it a bucket i think that's my word for it just you wouldn't know which one you were whose idea you were picking
2: incredible
0: yeah it's, but then it never but then it never happened so
2: that's so sad
1: I've completely derailed the introductions. That's
0: that's good. That's what the show is all about. That's this is <laughs> we just we never want to get to the peeing in the woods topic. Vamp for an hour and a half. Jenny, have I asked you if you have anything to plug?
2: Uh, you haven't. But I I was just gonna like plug the whole concept of of fish. You know, like they're animals but wet. It's it's cool.
0: Okay, you can't plug anything anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man. What what'll happen You're when
0: I license to plug? When I
2: finally release my project and I want to plug it.
0: <laughs> Fine, you can plug things. Tell tell us more about fish.
1: I haven't heard about this.
2: <laughs> so they're uh you know you know animals.
0: Yeah,
1: sure, sure. Yeah. Like I, the ground, I love their early like stuff. Like when, when they got kind of freaky in the seventies, it was a little too much yeah. for me. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Going up in the trees, coming down out of the trees, that whole thing. Yeah. Well, it turns out they have those. In the ocean, except they don't have legs, and they're kind of flat.
1: Weird. But then how do they kick butt?
2: They frequently don't kick butt.
1: How do they get their butts kicked?
0: <laughs> this is the double-edged sword. This, this is the duality of having legs. If you have legs, you can kick butt, but your butt can also be kicked.
2: What if you just have a butt but no legs? That's the worst of both worlds. And people do it every day.
0: I mean, so, but. The world butt is (laughs) many-faceted.
2: The world butt? Like the world tree?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that anybody ever means, when they say they kick butt, that they mean kick someone in the anus. I I think they always mean in the the bulgy muscles part of the butt.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And,
0: like, you would say, like, if I kicked that fish's butt, People would assume you mean metaphorically. Right.
2: Right. It's just
1: its its general rear end area. Well, I'm going to have to check out fish now. Thank you for bringing this to my attention.
2: Try fish. You're welcome.
1: Are we ready for some topics? Hit us. Court,
0: your topic is novel uses for hundreds of surplus ceramic clown statues.
1: Should I act all surprised that this is my topic and not something that I pretty much demanded to come back and talk about? (laughs) If you like. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, since you mentioned clown statues, let me tell you a story. My, my in-laws were at one point involved in the uh, design and production of a, of a collectible ceramic clown statue. Oh, wow. And without going into details or possibly misrepresenting anything, there was some dispute among the partners and the deal fell apart and that left my in-laws in possession of most of the existing stock of these unsold clowns. Still in their boxes, um, and, and they have been quietly, slowly selling them off for as long as I've known them for like, for, for years now. Um, they can usually put a few up on eBay or on Mother's Day. Uh, actually, is it fair really to go back and plug something different? Because I would love it if like people could buy some of these clowns. We'll put a link in the show notes. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, in the meantime, like as long as I've known them, they, they they've they've had these giant boxes of these things piled up everywhere in their home, um, and occasionally overflowing into ours as 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 the need arises. So that's that's the situation I find myself in.
0: From now on, instead of asking, like, who's this clown, I'm going to ask, who's this unsold clown?
1: (laughs) Who is this surplus (laughs) overstocked clown? Okay.
2: Okay. I got a question before we go forward. I'm very excited to go forward, but I need to know, did you marry into this family for their clown statues?
1: I was not aware of the clown situation. We very responsibly made the decision to get married after like nine months of dating. It it's worked out much better than it should have, statistically speaking. But no, I I did not know about the clowns at the time.
0: Yeah, you want to let your partner know about the clowns in your it, life before you it get it should engaged. be in the contract. Yeah, yeah. there should have be it should have been a prenup about like yeah, if, yeah, This thing is null and void if clowns become involved.
1: So w- one of my favorite stories about the clowns is that at at one point, um, when when my daughter was a toddler, she she heard us talking about how how her grandparents had been doing some work in the garage and, and how the clowns were getting in the way. They had to move the clowns out of the way. And she stopped and was like, wait, Nana and Papa have clowns in their garage? <laughs> and we, we were thinking. So we were like, oh, yeah, like hundreds of them. And we kept talking. And, and then we, we, we looked over. We, we saw like how quiet she'd gotten, how, how big her eyes were. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're running a bed and breakfast. And you know how many clowns can fit in a car? Imagine how many clowns can fit in a bed and breakfast. Uh, oh. So yeah, so, so
1: like the last time yeah. I counted, they, they still had like you know a few hundred of them left. And I, I ran the numbers, and like based on their usual sales price and shipping costs, it, it was a bit over like I think seven thousand dollars worth of merchandise. And that's oh my god, it's, it's not nothing, but it, it's also like not an wow. inconceivable amount of money for like I I'm, I'm, I I live in the West Coast, I work for a tech company, like I, sure. I, I have means. Like, I-, I could come up with $7,000 if I had to. So I- I've been toying <laughs> with the idea of just, like, buying up a lot of them and making it my problem, uh-huh. not their problem. They have enough to deal with, right?
0: Are they are they insisting on, on selling them at-, at cost and not below cost? Well, well you
1: know, f- fine, whatever, whatever. I'll pay retail. <laughs> but the point is, they're my clowns now. And-, and at that point, like, the sky's the limit, right? Like, I, I could probably have fun with this. <laughs> yeah. So that th- 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 right. th- th- that that's that's the sort of knot I want to toss to you, two. Like, suppose you had hundreds of clowns. Now what?
2: Do you have an HOA? No, good.
1: So, so you, you, you're saying like I could decorate my property? I can make a I can make a clown fortress.
2: Yeah, you can make a tower. Yeah, tower out of clowns. Okay,
1: okay. I hadn't uh, considered that. That's a good idea.
2: Clown radio tower that only broadcasts clown radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I went to GDC this year with a basically with a suitcase full of swag to give out, uh, and the swag took the form of both glitter Grove boxes and Lordies. And it was fantastic. Like it was amazing to just like walk up to people and hand them hand them something. And I think any convention, this would be a win. Like, hello, sir. It, like you could hand this out instead of business
1: cards. <laughs> <laughs> you could get monogram uh, business uh, clowns. Uh, I love it. Yes. Let, let me just say it was it was a, a rare pleasure to actually meet you at GDC Jim. Oh yeah. But now I'm also appalled that I did not get any of this swag. Yeah, like, well, it's... It, what the hell, man? Well,
0: it's because you weren't on the show in the first, like, six weeks or whatever.
1: Okay, that that's on me.
0: I'll tell you what. I can tell you what order form to go use if you <laughs> want to buy yourself a Lordy. Because, like, apparently <laughs> no, people, no. people really hate this idea when I suggest it. But, like, I just don't want to keep typing in
1: addresses. I'm, I'm into hating the- it already.
0: Yeah. That's really the the cost for me, not the cost of the trophy, because it's like the trophies are super cheap, and you didn't help out with the Kickstarter or ARG, which is what what I was giving out the Golden Grove boxes for. Although, like, frankly, I've still got like fifty of those. I should have just been giving them out like candy.
2: Uh, save me one.
0: I owe you one
1: because you did help out with the ARG and the Kickstarter. I love the idea of, of of giving these things out, like like of being generous with them. Yeah. Once you have them. Yeah. I, I might even go further than that, actually. Like, like, so. I disclaimer: I'm not a lawyer, but as far as I know, like, <laughs> clowns are not like a controlled substance, right? I, in theory, it, like, it's not illegal for one private citizen to send another private citizen an unsolicited clown in the mail. That could be construed as a threat. <laughs> could it? How
0: close is the, it arrives to I mean, the debut I mean, there, of it part two. <laughs>
1: There's no obligation on the part of the sender to cover any like return shipping cost or the, the, on the recipient, rather. Right. It's just, it's just a courtesy that, that some companies provide. You can return the merchandise for free. I'm, I'm not expecting any payment, nothing at all. Like the clowns there to keep. So like, I, I just make a website where you like you put an address and, and, you know, a clown goes there. Oh, like a prank show. Clowns Direct. Instaclown. Put a clown on it. <laughs> you, you want to brighten someone's day? They get a clown. You know, your, your coworker broke the build again. The clown.
2: Uh, you pushed it to live? You get a clown.
1: They'd be gone in minutes, unfortunately. Yeah. I could send a clown to every single sitting member of Congress.
2: Yes. <laughs> I was thinking you could uh, you could do a thing where you carried some clowns around with you, and then when you saw like a like a young person help an old person cross the street, you could come up and be Ah, like, oh, young person, I admire your spirit. And then you give him a clown.
1: You give him a clown. You give him a clown. I could, I could brighten so many days with these clowns. Or I could make a radio tower out of them that only broadcasts sent in the clowns.
0: <laughs> I, when you decide what to do, after it's done, I need you to come back on the show and discuss
1: it. Well, if, if if I do my job right, I won't need to come back on the show and tell you what I did. Because I'll be on the ah, mute. Because you'll be in heaven. Ah, like heaven. I'll, 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 be, I'll be on all kinds of watch lists. And, and they'll be... <laughs> <laughs>
2: You stack the clowns so high that you were able to ascend to heaven, and like in fucking all the
0: cats.
1: It's a Are
0: we ready for another topic? Sure, sure. Jenny, your topic is thinking about household stuff as a system you can design to meet your needs instead of as a, a cultural lifestyle obligation.
2: So uh, this all started when I joined a Facebook group, and this is where the young people all—they don't like me anymore, and I'm no longer relatable. But there's like a a Facebook group that's like um, cleaning help and advice and support for uh, neurodivergent people to clean our filthy, filthy houses. And it kind of made me realize that I'd been thinking about everything, like l- the, the act of living in a house and putting things in places in the house and all of the little like systems that you have in a house as uh, things that were basically handed to me from my boomer parents. And, like, I had to put the silverware where I thought the silverware should go, based on the weight of, like, years upon years of my ancestors putting their silverware in a place. But it turns out, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. You don't. Yeah, you really don't.
1: I could go in the freezer. You
2: can wash your dishes in the shower if you really want to. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I can't wait to tell my wife about this. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you said, you said a, a, a cleaning service for the unique needs of neurodivergent homeowners?
2: It's just a group on Facebook. So it's just people. Some of it is, is cleaning motivation. I'm posting some pictures of my filthy house for accountability. And then when I'm done, I'll show the clean pictures and everybody will get a nice serotonin. Or it's like, uh, I dropped a bucket of molasses into my bathtub and my mother-in-law is coming in five minutes. Recommend me a brand.
1: <laughs> A brand of blindfold
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. brand of uh alcohol to give to my mother in law
1: all right so the idea is how 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 you would organize your, your house free of yeah cultural obligations okay
2: yeah, they're very big on uh, systems systems that work for you.
1: When I'm a grown up and I, and I can afford to put whatever I want into into my home, uh, I, I I want a house where ninety percent of the everyday objects that you encounter are actually puzzles, like like the forks fold into spoons oh, somehow, and, and, and the dining room table turns into a fire pit, and, and the <laughs> chairs the chairs all fit together into a perfect cube when you're not yes. using them. Like you, you know you know the game the room. I, I want to live there basically, except without the cosmic horror and the tentacles. <laughs> um like every little thing is, is a sure. is a is a practical puzzle yeah I'm not sure it'd be a livable environment
2: you're like where i just drank ginger ale where does the empty can go oh well you'll have to uh rotate this orb several times and then there's an astronomy <laughs> puzzle <laughs> and then uh no nope, that that's actually a button that you missed so push that
1: Ooh, that's that's the bidet
2: oh man Yeah, I'm just not going to drink any ginger ale at your house anymore.
1: I I do certainly identify with uh, the filthy home. (laughs) A a system would be very helpful.
2: One one of the most life-changing things was having a a basket for clothes that are not so dirty that they need to be washed immediately, but they're also not clean enough to associate with the other clothes, like your, your jeans and your hoodies.
0: I just used the floor for that.
2: I know, yeah. That's why. That's why everything that I owned was on the floor because it's like my my system is is failing me. I need a third category, so I just uh, hit a, a, a subroutine error, not a number, memory address not found.
1: I feel like that, that could yeah. come out and bite you though. Like you, ha- if you have you have trash and you have not quite trash. And I can see the not quite the not quite trash pile getting substantial. The rotten food, the not quite rotten food. <laughs> it's not
0: it's 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 rotten but it's not too rotten so rotten no, that you can't eat it no, it's so i i
1: i feel like there's there's there, there's sort of a fixed set of rooms that a house is expected to have and that set hasn't really changed very much and, and maybe it's time to mix that up a bit like are, yeah. are, are there rooms that you would want Absolutely. in your house i know beyond the usual like living room dining room kitchen
0: well there's the secret secret room behind the bookcase
2: I want to remember that I go in and just the gravity's lesser and you just float.
0: Mm. And then there could be the room with the higher gravity, and that's how oh, you yeah. balance out and that's how you make it work.
2: Oh yeah. You don't need like a weighted blanket, because this whole room is just your weighted blanket.
1: When I was growing up, we had we had a spare bedroom that we called the Nintendo Room, because it was the room that the Nintendo was in. And it, it, it makes it sound fancier than it was, but no one else had a Nintendo room and we did.
2: I mean, if a Nintendo's <laughs> in a room, that's all you need.
0: I'm recording this from I guess most people would call it an office, but I call it the lab. It's a, Nice. It makes it feel special to call it the lab. In fact I have a lab coat that was given to me for Christmas Ooh. that I keep forgetting to put on before I go to work. I need to like make a habit of that. Now is, is
1: lab yeah I show up to all my Zoom meetings wearing the lab coat. Is is lab short for laboratory or is lab short for laboratory? The Labrador Retriever.
2: <laughs> Labia. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> Step into my labia, sir, <laughs> where we can comfortably discuss business. You know, there's a
0: spelling bee. T- this is what came to mind when you said labia. Okay. Do do tell. In in the spelling bee game from the New York, New York Times, <laughs> if you can spell labia, you can also spell labial and bilabial. Oh, it's just like a it's like a triple. It's it's like a three X bonus. You get extra word points for k- free. K-
2: k- combo. <laughs>
1: That's what, that's what came to mind, is it? It is.
2: <laughs> uh, is are we ready for another topic?
1: I'm I think ready. I'm ready for another topic.
0: Uh, my topic is side talking. This is going back to like 2004 or so, uh, when Nokia wanted to make a handheld game to compete with the Game Boy Advance and the PlayStation Portable. Uh, and they, it, they created a phone that had a cartridge slot and they tried to get people to make games for it. And it was terrible. And for some reason, of all the terrible things about this phone, the one that became a meme and everybody latched onto was that the holes for talking on this phone, like the microphone and the earpiece, were um, such that if you wanted to talk on the phone, you had to, had to hold it up to your face like a taco. And this became a thing where there's a there's a website that, that documented this phenomenon with with hundreds and hundreds of pictures of people just holding weird shit up to their heads. Uh, and it's just it's a delight. You go to sidetalkin.com, no G, and you will find photos of this, including one of me circa 2004. That
2: was you! It was him! I thought that was you. <laughs> Wait, did,
0: did you find me?
2: Yeah, you're on the first page, right, of the newer ones?
1: Yeah, yep. I was more impressed for recognizing the device he is holding to his face.
2: I was like, that looks like Jim, but he's only got one beard.
0: That's right. Just the one beard. Uh, I'm I'm holding a, a, Q- a Yamaha QY70 up to my face. Good choice. One thing you'll notice if you go to the si- to sidetalking.com, you'll notice every page ends with a bunch of pictures of women. Like, all the women are at the end of each page. And I believe the reason for this is that they used to be, there's like page one, page two, page three, etc. There At the end, there was like page girls where they put all the women <laughs> on their own page because it was such a novelty that women would participate in a meme. Mm. And I think at some point they realized this is a shitty thing to do. And so they distributed mm-hmm. it all the girls evenly among the other pages by pasting them in at the end.
1: Oh, that's sad. That's-
2: the pregnant one is choice, the
0: pregnant one is pretty choice.
2: do we have favorites because I definitely I definitely have a favorite one of these.
0: All my favorites are things I don't recognize, like there's someone holding like it looks like it's it's this big yellow slab covered with buttons that you can't read because the image is too low res, and there's the big red button up at the top that looks like it's really important. This is like a stage lighting rig controller or something.
1: This would have been a fun way back in the day to leak some new piece of consumer electronics. Oh, yeah. Like, this is how Google announces the Pixel 8. Yeah. I like the one of the kid holding up a foot to his head.
2: That one's very good. My absolute favorite is the person passed out at the party and someone has put a red Solo cup on their head. And it's like... Okay, that person did not intend to take a side-talking picture at There's all. There's no
1: consent here.
2: But it's, like, it's not not side-talking.
1: Side-snoring. Uh, the, the favorite I found so far is the guy who's holding, what is that, nine cell phones in series up to the side of his head. Oh, that's very good.
2: Yeah, it's a fun website if you just want to look at objects.
1: I do how many people I know.
0: I definitely have recognized some people. Like, I saw one of Jeff Gersman. <laughs> And people have like tweeted at me, like, "I think I found you on sidetalking.com." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a pregnant lady. I'm a mistake. No, yeah. she had her fa- her belly painted like my face.
2: Yeah, I think we all did back in the day. I mean, you know,
0: here's somebody holding one of those uh, garbage cans that has an ashtray on top up to their up to their face. That's pretty good.
1: A lot of power gloves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen so many power gloves in one place. I've seen a bunch of uh, Virtual
0: Boys, but no R-Zones.
1: What is an R-Zone?
0: <laughs> the R-Zone was uh, the Tiger Electronics knockoff of the Virtual Boy.
1: The Virtual Boy had
0: knockoffs? It had one knockoff that, that I know of. And the, the idea was that it was you, you – you've played like Tiger handheld games, like LCD games – Sure, and if not, if not, they're like bad versions of uh, game and watch games. It was those, except the games were projected onto a plastic surface that goes right in front of one of your eyes, and so um, you, you have to like close one eye and look at look at uh, this plastic surface an inch away from your face in order to play this game.
1: But why is that fun? Well, it's not.
0: Um, oh, the, oh okay but if you look at the packaging and think oh that looks cool because it kind of looks cool like it, it looks very futuristic you have got a heads-up display
1: the virtual boy was not good
0: No, oh. it had major problems yeah. uh and the the r zone like copied one of the problems by making the projection red because that's what the virtual boy did
1: <laughs> they're onto something here
0: yeah yeah it's like when google pixel copied the no headphones headphone jack thing from from ios it's like oh i guess people want this because iphones are doing it except when in fact no one wanted that
1: no one wanted that at all
2: yeah we all had perfectly good wired earbuds
1: i'm pretty sure i've reached a photo of somebody uh side talking with virtual boy
0: appropriately enough there you go
1: this is this is a a, an important piece of internet history i'm glad it exists
2: this is incredible
1: is it, is it poem time?
2: I think it might be poem time.
1: I think it must be.
2: I just clicked on something and uh, got a file dialogue asking if I wanted to download Jive Talking as a MIDI. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't. <laughs> that happened to me. Like, I went to sidetalking.com on my phone, and it just automatically <laughs> downloaded that file, and I was, like, looking in my downloads folder months later, like, <laughs> how did I get
1: jivetalking.midi? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get jive <laughs>
2: Go to sidetalking.com.
1: Alright, so do, do do we need to explain this poem or do we do we just launch into it with no context?
0: Let, let's explain it. Yeah. So this is a poem that was generated by poemgenerator.org.uk. It's a concrete poem, which means it's got a visual shape to it that that looks like something. And it's called Big Black Elephant, and it's in the shape of a Pegasus.
1: So was your was your only input into this process Pegasus?
0: I I selected Pegasus from the drop down and then for all the other things it asked me for I hit the suggest button and it suggested a word. So aside from that it's it's this entirely the generator's doing is that this poem is rather so I I can read this if you like. Sure, sure, sure. Rather funny. Positively soft. Bleak good evil. Bleak desert good. Bleak curious moral. Bleak curious quiet. Updo bleak curious quiet. Rather funny, bleak, peculiar, thin, decidedly soft, bleak desert, great, decidedly soft, bleak desert, good, positively right, bleak desert. (laughs) Lost my place. Light, thin, (laughs) positively right, bleak. That doesn't make any sense, Jim. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) Far right morality hopping, briskly (laughs) accurate morality skipping, briskly people weak poke flying, raffishly could it's light wind waving raffishly when right morals thin wind desert thumbs it's appropriate morals cutting briskly good morals weak nose wild thumbs wild it's proper ethics skittering briskly right untamed folios sounding volitionally leaves good morals pale nose feral thumbs never it's precise ethics skipping briskly gunner to rightest ethics decamping briskly black Bleak, great, weak, rather pale leaves. Bleak, good, evil, rather pale Pagasus. <coughs> with, with an A. <laughs> Ever so funny, quite wild people had take, take black. Ooh, it that life gonna me. Key move, key wild. In key soul too. The eat wild up. Soul in see it. Write me, read me. Eat me that got. Be to key, be get key. He too had had and.
1: It really ends on a cliffhanger there. It really
0: does. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason the reason the end, the, end, the ending was so monosyllabic is that that those were word each one of those words was the width of a Pegasus leg, whereas the parts before that were the width of a Pegasus body which is much wider, so there was room for more word choices. Whereas... There, there, there was
1: room for the author to go into their, their screed on, uh, on rightist morals. Right. I, I really loved the, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the second act surprise there, where suddenly there's punctuation for a second. Briskly black! Yeah. That, that was very exciting. The beginning was very bleak. Yes, it was.
2: I love that the entire poem is in the shape of a pegasus, and that's also the one misspelled word. What <laughs> the were they? Couldn't spell right. Come Honestly, on. that's
0: that's why I picked that n- word from the drop down. What the poem should be shaped like was because that word was misspelled. Oh, really? So, oh, it was misspelled in the drop down too.
1: That's, that's amazing.
0: That explains a lot. Oh, there's also praise for big yeah. black elephant. Yeah. Really? Where? At the, oh my uh, God! There yes. is. Yeah. <laughs> <Don't>
1: it generates <laughs> its own blurb That's
0: amazing. I never tire of seeing concrete poems in the shape of a pegasus. Zob Gloop.
2: Thanks, Zob Gloop.
0: The line "It's appropriate morals cutting briskly" is just so perfect; it really shows the author's talent. Betty Borison. Oh please! The first line is "and," and it goes downhill from there. What repetitive twaddle! So
1: that's ridiculous because the first line is not
0: "and." It isn't. Yeah. The,
1: did they did they no. even read this poem <gasps> backwards?
0: I think they mean the last line is and, and it goes uphill from there.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that like bleak is the entire front edge of the Pegasus wing here. The Pegasus wing, rather. Could they really yeah. only think of one five-letter word?
2: As people who have been playing Wordle <laughs> since that came out, we all know many five-letter words that start with B that are not bleak.
1: I do like that it generates a blurb, though. That, that, that's that that's a nice fun. touch.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Once, once the constraints of the Pegasus shape was not holding it back, it, it could let its agenda run wild.
2: Why so political, Pagasus?
0: Wild thumbs wild, That's a poker rule, right? Oh yeah,
2: wild thumbs are wild.
0: Where if you stick your thumb into your hand, that can be any card. It can be any thumb you <laughs> want it to be.
2: Okay, so you have to lay your thumb down on the table.
0: You have two thumbs, but if you have more than two thumbs, you have a big advantage in this right. game. Right. Yeah, if you're playing against Count Rugen, oh, you're really yeah. in trouble. Oof.
2: What if a severed thumb just shows up?
1: What What is a thumb, though, really? A miserable pile of knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic digit of meat and bone. <laughs>
0: Panting and sweating as you run through my corridors.
2: Yeah. I would define a thumb by its oppositionality.
1: It's defined by its context, not by what yeah. it is. Right. Like, if you sever a thumb, is it still a thumb?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Because if you found a severed thumb, you'd be like, hey, a thumb.
1: That's
0: true, yeah, because all thumbs look basically the same. But I think what makes it a thumb is that it opposes the other fingers. And I think if you just had two thumbs opposing each other, I don't think you would call those thumbs. I think you would call those like a pincer uh-huh. or something like that.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I think you
0: would need two f- two fingers and a thumb opposing them to be an opposable thumb.
2: Bring it back to carcinization.
0: Right, yeah.
2: So you're, you're saying you need more than one finger for the thumb to oppose for it
0: to be a thumb? Well, I mean, now nowadays, a thumb is just it's <laughs> the finger just a guy. that we have that's the stubbiest and has one less knuckle than the rest. Uh huh. But before that was established, I, I was thinking, like, if you didn't have humans as a reference, what a thumb would mean would be something that opposes mm. the
1: fingers. But more than one finger. Yes. yes because otherwise what what is the thumb and what is the thing what, what are the fingers it's opposing okay
0: so I think if you have four fingers
1: you can have three thumbs and those are the opposable thumbs on that hand All right, so, so, so the thumb is is by definition an underdog yes
2: <laughs> okay
1: are, are we meant to root for the thumb
2: I'll, I'll go out on a limb and root for the thumb
1: we root with the thumb <laughs> that's why we give a thumbs up as a positive gesture of encouragement
0: <laughs> are you ready for another topic
1: I, yeah I, th- I, th- I think we have mined this poem of all the meaning the author lovingly inserted into
0: it. Uh, Jenny, your topic is people are reluctant to shift their paradigm in real life, but give them a video game and they're all for it.
2: Yeah, I think we could be using this because like your, your boomer aunt who's got a real specific idea of gender roles and doesn't ever want to shift from that or like things like that or like me whenever I get an ad that's like, we want to disrupt your toothbrush and I'm like, no... I understand my toothbrush, don't you dare disrupt it or I won't be able to brush my teeth. But then everybody gets like a a mobile game and you hear them describe what they're doing. And they're like, oh yeah, so I've got my beaver farm, you know, and I feed, so the underwear comes down the chute and I feed the underwear to the beavers and then I put the beavers in the juicer and I get beaver juice and then I sell it to this guy named Lenny and he gives me gems and then I spend the gems to play Scrabble, but I only get so many tiles a minute unless I'm willing to uh, sit here and just tap a video ad with my thumbs. And that's just, that's just a thing that we're all willing to embrace at any point in history. I didn't mean the phrase at any point in history. I meant a different phrase, but I was thinking like two thoughts at the same time.
1: <laughs>
0: Wait, so is that a, is that a
1: paradigm shift?
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: So in terms of willingness to accept just random nonsensical crap.
2: Uh, yeah. So specifically reluctance for social change and embracing, embracing new ideas and just the, the willingness to entertain thoughts. I think that people, um, really want to fight against in their meat lives but then you present it you present it to them as a video game and they're just like like an openness happens and a willingness to try stuff and then you you play a mobile game for a while and you sound like an insane person who lives in a separate reality
0: i wonder if if this is like an inroad we can use to you know how there's the kind of sci-fi that's actually pontificating about the future, and there's the kind of sci-fi that's just a thinly veiled social commentary for the real world, and that's just uh, a way to get people to think about those ideas without getting defensive about it, about getting defensive about their cultural mores, or however you pronounce that word, more their cultural more eels. I wonder if if what you say is true, that people are willing to Think through processes and systems more if you present them to them in a video game. If that's then a um, a way to get political ideas across that has been underutilized.
2: Yeah, I think it absolutely could be. I don't have any studies saying that uh, uh, proving that the thing that I'm saying is actually true, but it feels truthy. Right. So I'm going to go for it. What if a severed thumb just shows up?
0: I remember in the very early days of indie games, um, seeing a game that was political satire about whale hunting, like about the idea that um, the whaling vessels are actually research vessels, uh, but and they just produce whale meat as a side effect. When in fact, that's like that's what's funding them, <laughs> uh, and all they have to do oh, is wow. like produce like one research paper and then thousands of tons of whale meat. Uh, on on an expedition.
1: The whale meat was just sitting here. <laughs> we had all this space. May as well bring it home.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're researching these whales by dissecting them, but also producing... Like, we're not going to waste the whale now that no, it's dead. No, no. Let's bring it home. Right. We're not monsters. We use its blubber to power our, our steampunk teleportation devices. And the the form factor of this game was that it was a shmup. It was a, uh, oh. a game where you, you control the whaling vessel firing like thousands of harpoons a second at all these whales and bursts of blood particle explosions. And then at the end of the level, it tallies up all the whale meat you you produced, and then one research paper at the bottom of the list. (laughs) And I was just at the time, I was just like, this is really interesting. Like, I could take my skill set of all I can do in this life is make video games and I could maybe do something like this with it. I could do ineffective political satire.
2: <laughs> really I heavy. Like I was,
0: I was making a, yeah, I feel like I was making a difference.
2: Chris and I get depressed about propaganda cuz that's the thing everybody should do from time to time is just get depressed about propaganda.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. And
2: we're uh kicking, kicking around like, "Okay, what if you uh what if you did like a, like a really, you know, like a really sticky clicker style game where you're just, you're building your propaganda empire and just using uh, like your your character is using all these real world tactics for propaganda um, and they're super effective and just get, get people to notice it more.
0: Yeah, I wonder if that would help. I wonder like, I wonder like what percentage of players would like, even if you did a really good job. What percentage of players would actually start noticing that more? And what, what percentage of players would just think it was a fun game?
2: So that's the kind of thing I'd want to see data on, if you could get data. But yeah.
0: I believe it was Introversion that made a game called uh, Prison Architect. Mm. Yes, they did. Yeah. With with similar political goals of like making commentary on the for-profit prison system. Um, and I've definitely seen like smart, empathic people realize what's going on and feel bad about what they're doing in the game but like i wonder if they, if they could make an exit poll for this game yeah like yeah. just like just to figure out like how many of these players actually learned anything from this
1: mm-hmm. and, like
0: and of those that of those that get the game that get what the game's getting at how many of them went into it already knowing what the game was getting at
1: mhm and how many just min max the sim for, you know, right maximum victory points? Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you do you think people are w- would self identify as being reluctant to shift their paradigm? I mean, I, I can only speak for myself. I, I I feel like I I can't wait to shift my paradigm. Do you
0: have a specific paradigm in mind that you would like to shift?
1: I mean, maybe I'm using a very narrow interpretation of, of the question, but but there there was a woman used to work with me who had a theory that every game developer has a secret like cottage core retirement fantasy where like. We, we we leave we leave computers behind and we go off into the woods and, and become simple people and and, and mine uh-huh. definitely involves like living in a cabin deep in the woods surrounded by exotic stringed instruments and that's yeah. just because yeah. Then yeah. that's my life I I, I can't yeah. wait for, for that day and it, it, it there's no relationship whatever whatsoever to my to my current life but
2: raise some goats
1: cannot wait to get there my version
0: of that is a lot less ambitious it's just being uh, surrounded by computers that are not connected to the internet.
2: Oh, yeah! Actually,
1: do they need to be functional?
0: Yeah, I still want to make video games. Uh-huh. I just don't want to. I just don't want to talk <laughs> to people on Twitter.
2: I think I would like for aliens to come and edit the internet for human consumption. Because I still want to be able to look up. You know, you're watching a movie and you're like, "Who's the beardy guy?"
0: Uh so I have bad news for you, Jenny. The edit aliens did come. Oh,
2: really? The-
0: <laughs> well, I saw a really compelling essay arguing that corporate takeover of the internet and of, of politics in general is effectively an alien invasion because the corporations are intelligent entities with completely different ways of thinking than our own and completely different goals
2: fuck
1: uh, you, you guys go ahead and keep discussing this topic i'm 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 off registering who's thebeardyguy.com <laughs> because i'm in a corner this market <laughs> Okay, I'm going to get who's the beardy guy.cool. Oh, and,
2: oh! and I'll get who's the beardy guy.horse. And we'll see. We'll compete <laughs> in the marketplace of ideas. Mine's going to have a UI where you don't input the movie at all. You just scroll through different pictures of the beardy guy <laughs> until you
1: find the right one. Am I beardyguyornot.com? Are <laughs> uh, we ready for
0: another topic? Sure. Sure. Court, your topic is games or sports that started out as fictional, but that people actually play.
1: Yeah, that is my topic. Um, okay, so so what the, the, what what got this into my head was I was at a, a company event a few years ago uh, in Denmark, back when that was a thing that you could do, and 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 some of my coworkers were trying to drum up interest in a game called Jugger, which I'd never heard of. And I'll pause here and ask, like, is this a thing that I'm just the last person to hear about, or is this news to you as well? I don't
0: I don't
2: no, know about Jugger. I don't even know what that word means.
1: It is based on a sport played in a low budget post apocalyptic Australian movie from the late '80s. And it's kind of like uh, if I had to if the elevator pitch would be like it is it is LARPer rugby like you're trying to you're in teams, you're trying to carry this MacGuffin representing, I think, a dog's skull into your opponent's goal. Um, But but then like certain players are armed with various foam rubber weaponry and there's rules for like how long you're out of commission if you get hit and, and time is kept by like beating a drum in very regular rhythms and, and like who can touch the skull and when. Um, so I, I didn't participate because like these were the kind of people who brought their own foam rubber morning stars to a company event across international uh-huh, borders. Uh-huh. And they clearly know what they are doing. And I very much do not know what I'm doing. And also I am old and I have like brittle, frail old man parts. I mean, it was really fascinating to watch. And like this this thing that was just a throwaway game from a movie it would be like it'd be like, like like the disc game from tron turning into something with like a global governing body um because people people play this 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 thing and they were very serious about it and and i'm sure it's not the only example of that so uh i i, I wanted to see if anybody anybody else knew of, of other examples of weird art games turned into actual games
0: i watched people play quidditch on berkeley campus
1: i was gonna say like i i, I know people try oh, really? to play quidditch now and that's weird because, like, it, it, isn't it like a famously just totally broken game from a game design standpoint? Yeah. Me, yeah. And that's
0: what that was going to be my reaction was that the problem with playing a game described in a book is that an author is probably not a game designer. And even if they are, this right. game has probably not received any playtesting at all before nope. the rules were laid down. 50 points is stone. too much
2: for a snitch.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It super is.
0: And I get the impression that. <laughs> People who play Quidditch have actually tweaked the rules to be able to make it a better
1: game. I'll believe that because like, like looking at Jugger, I guess there there is like actual competitive Jugger rules. And then there's I think it's called Wasteland Jugger, which is like the rules as codified in the source material, broken or not. So there, there, there's there been like a schism in the Jugger community uh, for like authenticity versus, you know, actual game design. So, yeah, I, I'd be curious to see what, what the rules of like collegiate Quidditch have have evolved into yeah another example I'm, i can think of is chess boxing which is a thing and I'll, I'll pause there and ask like is is chess is chess boxing a known thing
0: i knew about chess boxing but i didn't know that it was based on a fictional
1: well i mean it it it, it began as performance art and then and then people began actually doing it and okay. and and chess boxing has has become popular enough to to have not one but two competing governing bodies at the global level um and like youth brackets for chess boxing so it's it's a legit thing that that, that's how you know you've made it oh man i I could get winston into chess boxing you could you totally could you could say that this is a thing that people do and 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 they do if you with the one improbable game i could think of that i actually i I actually play this one uh it's it's not uh it, it doesn't come from fiction but uh there's a game called snapdragon has anyone heard of snapdragon I don't know that I don't one. Know that oh, one. good. I get I, I get to broaden your horizons. Okay, so this, this is one I actually do play uh, when the weather here in California permits it. Uh, so it, it is a game where your, your players gather around a bowl of burning brandy and you take turns reaching into the flames to snatch raisins from the bottom of the bowl and then to extinguish the flames by eating the raisins. And as I describe <laughs> it to you, it probably sounds like a fraternity hazing ritual, but this game actually dates back to the 1500s. Um, like life before television was rough, y'all. Like people would uh-huh. reach into burning alcohol for fun. Yeah, it
2: was basically
1: one big hazing ritual. <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: the the alternative was just hitting each other with a sword.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true. It, it, it's, a, it's a good break, you know, on, on a long winter evening from the sword it's... hitting. There's, there's there's a whole poem you're supposed to chant. I, I believe you, you're you're supposed to tuck a clove into one of the raisins, and then whoever gets that raisin like wins. I, I assume winning means you can stop reaching your hand into the fire pit. Oh, it's ah. like getting the cherry in the fruit cocktail. Exactly, exactly.
2: Or the baby in the king cake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not familiar with that game.
1: So what I enjoy most about uh, about, about playing Snapdragon is watching the new players, um, watching them watch everyone around them successfully grabbing the flaming raisins and not getting permanently disfigured or scarred for life. And then trying to work up the nerve to do it themselves. Because like their rational mind can see very clearly that like this is a safe activity, people are laughing, they're having fun, but then it it turns out that like there's a part of your brain that just does nothing but yell "Don't touch fire!" very very right. loudly over and over, and it's very compelling. So like watching that 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 internal debate play out on someone's face is is the best part of the game for me. Anyway, f- snapdragons a lot of fun. I recommend it. Next time you have a holiday party.
0: Has, has anybody who's played it with you gone to the hospital? Um,
1: no one has gone to the hospital. You, you tend to lose, the, you, you, you burn all the hair off your knuckles pretty quickly. The only real Snapdragon disaster that has occurred uh, in, 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 in my household has been when we used a, a glass bowl for the burning booze. <gasps> and that was a terrible oh. idea because oh, like I said, at a certain point it just shattered. And then you had burning alcohol just trailing everywhere in every direction. And, and that turned into a bit of a. It was fun. It was, it was it was a fun bonus round, but not what anyone was expecting. And the game was over very quickly. But yeah, no, 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 no permanent damage. No, no, no trips to the hospital so far. I mean, it's a total fire hazard. So not not during the the warmest fire season here in, here in LA. But
2: <laughs> right. When I was uh, in high school, my best friend was um, kind of a pyromaniac. And also a science fan. And uh, she liked to go, go out and play tennis, like flaming tennis ball catch, where you just soak a tennis ball in gasoline. And then uh, she would explain that, that it would burn. All the fire would go up so you could actually hold the tennis ball in your hand and throw it around. And it was perfectly fine. Oh, interesting. I never got over the, the raisin problem <laughs> the, where your brain's constantly screaming, don't touch fire at you. Yeah! <laughs> don't
1: touch fire! Don't don't touch that! It's on fire! Uh huh! I love it! That's amazing! No regrets! I wonder if anyone ever came up with rules for Calvin Ball, or did, or did Calvin Ball just remain impenetrable?
0: Well, I think that's the whole I- the whole idea of Calvin Ball is that you make it up as you go along.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: I have definitely like one of the one of one of the things I saw recurring in Praise for Frog Fractions was that it felt like Calvin Ball.
1: <laughs> so you you personally mm. made Calvin? Ball.
0: Right, but only the first time. Because after that, you know what to expect. Right. Like, ideally, it would be different. The other comparison I saw people make was the um, the game that Ender played at his desk, which was something that was in- always improvised by the computer.
1: Oh, like the RPG where he was like crawling into the giant and eating its brain or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I've like I, that would be incredible, like something like that that's repeatable. It's it's more like AI dungeon. Whereas yeah, Frog Fractions, like it, it, took me a year to make a half hour game. So like,
2: <laughs> yeah, you should go back in time and spend five years making it
1: generative.
0: Uh, and that's all the time we have for topic lords. Court, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Well, um, I am Post Goodism. In uh, all the places where I want to be found, and uh, in the places I don't want to be found, I just pick two random nouns and slap them together for a username. So if you're on some niche forum and you see somebody named like Wallet Knob, um, go ahead and say hi. You might get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jenny, if this is something that you want, where can people
0: find you on the internet?
2: Yeah, uh, so I'm kind of I'm mostly back off Twitter, but I'm logging in right now just to follow Court. Um, And I am at Horse Wizard with no A. So H-O-R-S-E-W-I-Z-R-D.
0: Was Horse Wizard with an A taken?
2: It sure was, yeah. (laughs) This was not a stylistic choice. The
1: next next person is going to have to remove the E as well. Oh, yeah. And the next person just gets Horror Wizard. That's a totally different aesthetic entirely.
2: Oh, that's interesting. How many letters, the game of how many letters you can take out before you get to a short enough handle that it was taken in like the in like 2004 or whenever the first year of Twitter was the, the delicate balance between taking letters out of a username until you get to one of the like three letter or four letter names that was taken immediately, which would probably be uh, W I Z, maybe H O R.
0: Thanks so much for being on.
1: Of (laughs) course. Of course. Thanks for having us. Always a pleasure.
0: Hi, this is Jim. This is the audio I append to every episode of Topic Lords. Congratulations to our newly anointed lords! This episode was edited by Esper Quinn, who can also edit your episode if you contact them on Twitter. If you'd like more people to hear the show, you can tell your friends about it, or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use. You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com, and you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode!